Hi, I'm Kelsey Harrison, and this is the Get Wild Podcast, where each episode we dig into ways to reclaim your most wild and authentic self. Welcome to the Get Wild Podcast. My name's Kelsey, and I am here today with a longtime friend, Emily Kenny. I think we have been friends. Emily and I have been friends since like I want to say seventh grade. I've known her. Yeah, seventh grade. We started playing soccer together. Um, played together. Her dad was a coach, Coach Ed. Played together all through high school, and have just stayed connected here or there. And Emily is an artist located in Fort Worth, Texas. She creates bold, colorful landscape paintings, and they are gorgeous. She went to school for art and has been selling her work on Etsy for three years now and loves to help and encourage beginner artists in their careers. So, Em, why don't you go ahead and just um, give a little bit more background of where you're from, uh, what you do, and how you got into this artist lifestyle that you're in now. Yeah. So first, thank you for having me. I am so excited. I was just thinking today, like, I cannot believe that I am talking as a grown person, like a grown up. I don't feel like a grown up on a podcast with you because like you're about to have a baby and I can picture us in our, do you remember those zebra print spandex that we used to wear under all of our soccer shorts? (laughs) Yeah, we would like take them off and feel really cool. Yeah, like that's all I could think about today when I was like, I'm going to talk to Kelsey later. Like, that's so weird. But um, yeah, so I went to Ohio State for art school. Um, I didn't want to go to an, like a specific art school. I wanted like the whole college experience with the sports and meeting different people and all that kind of stuff. And so I graduated with my art degree in 2016 and I'm moving to Cleveland with my boyfriend who had a job up there. And honestly, I didn't feel very prepared for the real world after I graduated. I just don't think art school prepares you as much as you might expect it to for the money for the business world. But I worked a couple different jobs. Um, I worked at Painting with a Twist, teaching paint classes and doing stuff like that for a while. And eventually I started my own Etsy shop um, after I had just had some people asking me on Facebook to buy paintings that I had been posting. And it just turned into me like opening my shop, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So how long after you graduated did you, before you opened your Etsy shop? Um, I think, I want to say I opened it in like 2018. So I think it was actually about two years. Okay. Yeah. And when you did that, did you like cut off from all of your other uh, sources of income entirely right away or was it sort of like you started your shop and weaned yourself off of your other jobs like painting with a twist and things like that yeah I did not cut off all my other jobs that was way too risky for me um just having student loans and everything obviously so I didn't even really expect to open an Etsy shop like I said it just kind of happened very organically with people starting to kind of inquire about paintings that I had just been posting for myself on Facebook just because I thought they were cool. And then it turned into people being like, oh, well, I would love to buy that. And I was like, oh, well, maybe this could be a thing, you know? And so I decided to open my shop and I kept all my other jobs. That was never really a question. Honestly, I would still have a job right now if it wasn't for all of 2020, you know, uh, so Phil and I, my boyfriend moved to Texas last year, right before basically the whole world shut down. And I wanted to work at the painting with a twist down here, but we basically moved 
in February and then March rolled around, obviously, and that's when everything happened. And I don't think Painting with a Twist would have been hiring at the time. So it's kind of just by surprise that I am doing art and only art right now. Yeah. And do you view that push into your business full time on your own as like a blessing? Like, have you learned so much and grown in the last year of like, well, this is all I have, so I have to do it. And and there's no really other option. I have to succeed. Um, I think it's kind of both. It's scary at first. I mean, honestly, it was kind of back in March when we were still thinking like, oh, this is only going to last two weeks, you know, quarantine and everything. So I had still fully planned on finding another job or applying to that painting with a twist or whatever. But yeah, I think it has kind of been a blessing in disguise because I have learned a lot just with all the time that I have now following a lot of different artists and small business owners and the support that has been shown to small business owners through the pandemic has been really, really cool. And it's allowed me to explore all the different avenues of being an artist and what I can actually do with that. Yeah. I, I just remember that I I reached out to you and obviously it's probably busy season during like Christmas time, but I reached out to you a giveaway and you were like, I have no time. I can do nothing. And I think that's, an awesome place to be to be so in demand that you can't commit yourself to anything else I think that's incredible it's a really weird feeling honestly because it's one of those things where you're like originally two years ago I was just posting this stuff on Facebook or my own Instagram like I said just because I thought it was cool and the fact that someone would message you even people that I don't know would message me and be like I want to pay real money for this and hang it in my home that like blows my mind still three years later Do do you, um, have you ever heard of the imposter syndrome? Oh my gosh, yes. Do you feel as though that's something that you are talking about right now that you feel is like, this isn't me, I shouldn't be selling my art for real money? Yeah, I think that's totally a real thing. Honestly, for anyone in any career, I think it's a real thing, but especially for an artist, because it's just, it's so weird. And there's such a stereotype of like the starving artist, even going through art school and college, I think the only thing that my professors talked about was like getting into a gallery or being in a museum. Like I don't think Etsy would have ever entered even their vocabulary. So it definitely is a strange time right now where artists like me are kind of redefining what it means to be an artist and what you can do with that. Yeah. I think it's, it's very, like you said, it's so different from the image that we have because and I mean this by no offense, people say the same thing about like, oh, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. Oh, but sure. They have this, right. They have this image of like, how are you going to succeed? How are you going to pay your bills? And mm-hmm. thankfully I never dealt with that with my parents, but I know like the older generation definitely would be like, you're, why are you going to school for art? Why are you going to be a yoga teacher? Why are you doing X, Y, Z when in reality, the way our society is, is the field for these creative like interests and careers to build our own is so massive these days and it's just an entirely different world than what anyone else has grown up in exactly yeah i think we're seeing such a shift especially through 2020 with more people working from home i think more people are seeing it as a possibility first of all and yeah i was gonna ask you the same thing if you've dealt with that with yoga because this is kind of what my friend and my friend Paige and i were talking about actually over on her podcast, but uh, since we both worked for like a painting with a twist kind of situation after college, I think 
my parents were always supportive of it. They always knew that, you know, I would end up on my feet. I'd figure myself out, but it's really hard when you're graduating with student loans and you're telling people, oh yeah, like this is where I'm going to work. I make X dollars an hour working on the weekends, you know, compared to my friends who are moving across the country for their new salaried jobs. Yep. I definitely dealt with that in the in a sense of, well, I went to school for, I got two degrees, marketing and environmental science, yeah. which have nothing to do with yoga, but <laughs> marketing. Um, then I, yeah, I do use my marketing degree a lot. Um, and then, you know, I was like, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm actually going to serve at a restaurant and get my yoga teacher training and then like see where that goes. Um, and I definitely didn't see it. I didn't really, I didn't know what my path looked like. I knew I would succeed. And thankfully, like my parents were like, do whatever you believe in. We, we fully support you. Mm -hmm. Like they never once questioned it. Your parents are the best. (laughs) I know. Shout out mom and dad, but they also, they just, but other people, and I definitely felt it from like family members sometimes, or just friends where it was like, oh, I have a full-time salary job and or even in college they were co-oping and they were doing these these jobs and like that's awesome yeah but I also knew it was never anything that I wanted so it definitely is um to a lot of the rest of our friends that you and I probably both grew up with a very different path to have taken yeah yeah that's kind of what I've been talking about with people too because like my college experience I'm sure yours was so much different not knowing our exact path Like I was talking about Molly, my sister, Mm -hmm. she's about to graduate with a nursing degree. First of all, I'm sure you cannot believe that she's about to graduate college. No, that's crazy. I know. But something like that is such a direct line into what she's going to do. Or like a business major, all my friends would be business or engineering. All my friends would be going to the career fairs and getting interviews. And they're like, Emily, why aren't you going? And I'm like, there is literally nothing there for me. There is nothing to do with my degree or anything I want to do. There's just not... I don't think there were as many resources or opportunities set out for me as an artist or people who maybe didn't know their exact path. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. And it was probably within my, it was at some point in my fourth to fifth year of college when I was like, I want to be a yoga teacher. I'm going to obviously finish out my two degrees. Yeah. But I was, and I like, I was encouraged to go to these career fairs as well as a marketing major and I did not I was like nothing that I want is there um and like what what I want I was like I I want to use my skills but I don't know what it looks like yet and so then doing teacher training and I was just like immediately I was like I want to lead retreats like I decided that in my training I planned my first one before I had graduated and it just it started to snowball of like this is what you're meant to do you're leaning into what feels good yeah and and I is it was that like the same for you of like oh my god this is just happening people just want my art I feel like it's happened more this year than it did when I initially started my Etsy um just because I feel like I'm more secure in like the subjects that I'm painting now when I started my Etsy the biggest thing was I was still kind of in a stage where I was I feel like a lot of artists can relate to this or creatives kind of making what would sell, you know, not necessarily making what I wanted to make. So that's Mm -hmm. where all of those pet portraits came in. 
and I was doing a ridiculous amount of pet portraits. That's usually what I'm doing. Like maybe when you messaged me for Christmas, because those are my bestseller. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously everyone loves their pets. I'm obsessed with my dog. You know that, but as much as I love doing those, it's not what I want to do as much. It's not, I don't know. I don't really feel like I express myself as much through a pet portrait as I do now painting these like beautiful landscapes that I'm working on. So I feel like once this year rolled around and I kind of started doing these landscapes and showing more of my true self, that's when I actually realized that I started selling out collections and growing my following on Instagram. And I felt like I wasn't trying as hard anymore, but I think people see once you start to show your true self and see how excited you are about what you're working on, then they get excited as well. And then it kind of snowballs, like you've said. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, that like your a person's authenticity and passion and fire shows through. And the more like we as small business owners commit to our business and our creations, the more other people are able to commit financially to what we have to offer and what we have to do. Yeah. And the more that I've started to like talk about my own life rather than I think what a lot of people do wrong on social media as small business business owners, I mean, I guess it's not necessarily wrong, but you're not going to grow this way is they show up, post their product, say this is for sale or post their service, say this is the price and kind of like log out of the app. Whereas now that I've started showing my face more, I talk about my house plants, I talk about my dog, I show her, I call her my studio manager, things like that. And I show things like throughout my day rather than just being like, hi, this is for sale, bye. People get to know you and they like you and then they get excited about what you're getting excited about. And that's going to lead to your sales and your following and everything else. Yep, absolutely. And it's funny because like I kind of had a flip side problem that I'm still working on where I will share all day long about th- my personal shit going oh, on yeah. and be super vulnerable. But then when it comes to like selling for a while, like I felt wrong to share about my retreats or share because I felt salesy. So it's it is, like, it's a hard line it, to balance. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember like, what is the intention? Is it like to, to make money or to give the gift of yoga for me or art for you? And um, also like to create content and um, to, to give like freely on that social media. So like you've been creating really funny reels of you drinking paint water that you actually drink. Oh my God, I made um, so many the other day. I'm so excited for you to see all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, and like, that's funny and like creating stuff that is not just like a sell, but it, it is a, like a soft sell, I suppose, because you're reminding people you're an artist and you're, you're reflecting back to it, but you're not selling anything. You're just being funny and, and relatable and sharing creative content. And I think that is so important, like finding that balance and being able to do all of it at the same yeah. time. Well, showing that I'm a real person rather than. I talked about this again with my friend Paige, how, I mean, I'm sure when I go to Walmart or Kroger, no one there is like jumping for joy when I buy my groceries, you know, but showing that I'm a real person and I have a real personality and having people come and connect with me and engage with me. That's how I'm building my community. And in return, your community will want to support you. And as awkward as it is to kind of put yourself out there and be salesy, I mean, you deserve to be paid and live off of all the effort that you're putting into your yoga retreats or off of what I'm 
doing for my art and things like that. I mean, I deserve to live, you know, and be paid for that and value my worth. Yep, absolutely. Um, I love this quote that I have on my board behind my desk that says like, which I'm not in front of my desk, so I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but it's basically like time doesn't create money, value yeah. does. And so, you know, when we bring value to the table, whatever that looks like, that is when our businesses and our, like our entrepreneur ventures flourish, not by how long you've been doing it, how much time you put in, how, how many cells you make. It's the value that you bring to the table, which is the most. Exactly. Important. Yeah. I love that. That's good. <laughs> um, so with your journey of entrepreneurship, what have been some of the biggest obstacles and they might be, um, you know, things happening in your life transitions or like mental obstacles and mindset changes you've had to make over your time as a artist? Um, I don't think, I mean, I haven't had anything like big and traumatic happen to me, which I'm very blessed and thankful to say that. But I think the two biggest things would be number one in art school, graduating college and just not knowing what I wanted to do was really, really rough. And I'm sure a lot of people go through that and it's really hard. And that's why I try to encourage other you know, graduating, starting artists, things like that. Um, we didn't learn anything business-wise in art school. Like I said, it was just my professors trying to get us into galleries. And so I graduated and I had absolutely no idea what I could do with this degree. I had a crap load of student debt hanging over my shoulders, you know? So I think that's really difficult to have that hanging on to you and still try to be passionate and find something that you enjoy doing rather than just ending up at some desk job that I hated so much, you know? Another thing is mm -hmm. um, just on top of that, moving around so much and being uh, self-employed, I think it's really difficult kind of to push yourself sometimes and find a balance between working hard, but also uh, turning that time off. You know, I'm setting my own hours. So I've, I don't know, I try to like limit my social media, things like that, where it's just kind of hard when you're working for yourself, obviously, like I could sit on my phone all day and work on my Instagram and work on my Etsy and things like that, because there's no hours that, you know, I'm going home from the office or something. But at the same time, none of this is going to get done if I don't do it. So it's kind of hard to push yourself if you're not already like a self-motivated person. Absolutely. I uh, totally, absolutely feel you on that really, one. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I set, I had to set very strict hours for myself um, and try, try and stick to that and commit to it. And I, I got into a pretty good routine. Um, and, you know, it's also like, for me, it was almost like the downtime that I would take, I viewed myself as being lazy of like, why am I not putting this time into my business when my business is only going to succeed if I put time into it. And so that's why that quote, I remind myself like time doesn't create money value does yeah, exactly. because the, the work will still be there. The rest is important in order to create quality work and to be fully present and fully there um, with what you're balancing of your time and your schedule. What have you, you know, what um, different tips or tricks do you use to build in that schedule into your daily life? And how do you force yourself to stick to that? Um, so first of all, I am not a planner person at all. I have never been like that, but this year I actually found a planner that's undated. Um, it was like on clearance at anthropology, but 
it is just a like it has little squares for every single day but I can just make a list of to-do lists so it's not like I'm forced to do like make a big planner and plan out all the blocks of time and stuff like that every day but that has really helped me because then I can make my little to-do list of things that I need to do every single day and check them off and see that they're done and that has helped me a lot um, but also just kind of setting boundaries with social media um, I'm working on I know a lot of people set timers for that kind of thing uh, so they don't get stuck in it because obviously I'm not just going to delete my Instagram. You know, I need that for my business. I can't just hope that people find my Etsy, but I also don't want to get stuck on there all day. So I'm working on like setting timers and things like that just to keep myself moving, which has really helped a lot. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's funny how people have so many different ways to create that because I am like a schedule person oh, yeah. um I'm not a planner but I'm a google calendar like every if it's not on the google calendar it's no. probably not see happening. I can't do that and I don't know why I've just never been that way like I'll buy a planner and I write I don't know like my birthday in it and then I'm done <laughs> I think it's because you're the you're the creative yeah. type I feel like you need more space for things to be flexible yeah and like change. I have post-it notes everywhere and random to-do lists and different notebooks and I know which notebooks they're in but it's not organized to someone else that might come in and see my process <laughs> That's so funny. So on a day-to-day -day basis, um, what is what is something that drives you and inspires you to create what you create? Obviously, you do landscapes, so I'm sure nature probably plays a part of it. But what else is something that um, lights you up and gets your creative juices flowing? Um, yeah, so I think just being very inspired by the outdoors and nature, especially after, I mean, I just started painting landscapes in I think April or May of last year before that I wasn't painting landscapes at all. So I think just a year of being obviously locked inside, not really being able to travel. And I'm someone who really likes the outdoors. I really love to travel, camp, hike, stuff like that. So I think being stuck inside is when I'm painting these, especially like I'm working on a national park series right now. Um, I like look at all the national parks and I read all the travel guides and stuff like that while I'm doing it. So it's kind of like an escape for me, honestly. Like I read all the tips for these trails that I've never been on and I have no plans to go on them yet, but I read about them and watch the videos <laughs> and stuff like that. So that's kind of just something I really enjoy. It's just an escape. I love that. I, I mean, it makes sense, especially because of what 2020 looked like, you know, we needed some outlet, something to, bring us joy and light when we could not live the way we normally wanted to live. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's something that, uh, sorry, a lot of my collectors have kind of mentioned to me about that, like certain paintings that I've sold this year, they've been like writing in my reviews of uh, this just reminds me of my trip from X, Y, Z. And I'm going to look at it every single day until I can leave my house again, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. What are some places that you have painted that you are, super eager to go visit as soon as um as soon as oh things gosh, are literally all to. of them um well I'm actually going on vacation with my family in May to the Virgin Islands so I did uh I've painted some beach scenes lately that I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna be there soon and I'm sure I'm gonna get so much inspiration on that trip because it's gonna be like the Virgin Islands National Park that I'll be able to take a bunch of pictures for reference and stuff yeah. but right now the biggest thing is I'm working on my second National Park series so last year I did one and released it on my birthday on May 1st and I'm doing it again this year just to kind of see I'm painting kind of the same places and I want to see how much I've grown and how much my style has changed over the year but looking at these places I mean they're so gorgeous I can't believe some of them are only a couple hours from me you know and 
probably my favorite would be I'm working on a really big painting of Zion National Park and I've never been there but that is probably one of my top bucket list places in my whole life oh my goodness yes I will be there in three weeks um which I will have already gone by the time this podcast airs, but I'll be there in April for my retreat. And I've been to Zion twice already. So it'll be my third time. It is a magical place. I literally like dream about it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, I'm obsessed with the Southwest in general though. Um, But yeah, you'll, you'll definitely have to get your booty out there once you can for sure. We've been talking about two living in Texas now, going down to like Big Bend National Park too. It's about an eight-hour drive, but I mean, if you plan a cool camping trip around it, that's something that we could do. So, yeah, you can easily break that up and yeah, make it a trip. stop in like Austin or something on the way too. But yeah, it's just painting all these places. Like I said, I I end up on like photographers' pages and travel blog pages, and I read all their stories about the parks and. I've watched so many videos of people like climbing angels landing in Zion and things like that. And like my hands are sweating, just watching it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. It's yeah. There's, there's a lot, a lot of stuff to do and I can't wait for the whole world to get back to doing them again. Um, Yeah. So what, let's say we'll go back in time to three or five, Five, we'll say five years ago, Emily, what would you tell yourself? Five years ago. I think I graduated college like five years ago, which feels insane. I feel like a grandma now thinking about that. But um, I would just tell myself that it's okay that you're not uh, graduating with a salary job with everything figured out because I think that was so hard for me. And I went through a lot of mental battles because of that with just imposter syndrome, the comparison game, things like that. Like I said, looking at my friends who graduated with a salary job and moved to their dream state or whatever. Um, So yeah, I would just tell myself that, you know what, you're going to figure it out. That's okay. Everyone has different paths and this is what was meant for you. I think that as society, as we continue to grow and our society and community as we change um it's becoming more normal to not do the normal traditional path and i think that is such an inspiring and awesome thing like literally the whole world is open to us and we can create whatever business and lifestyle we want to regardless of yeah. what degree we have or a salary oh my job gosh, yeah i that. love that it's so exciting to me to see the younger generations being able to experience that because I've had so many artists um, message me on Instagram and places like that and say, oh my gosh, I related so much to what you talked about with Paige about um, like horrible art critiques and not knowing what you wanted to do after college and yada, 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 stuff like that. And in my head, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. They can relate to me. But at the same time, I'm like, that sucks. I don't want anyone to have to relate to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. But at the same time, you get to be an example of what is possible regardless of the feeling lost, feeling confused that they feel in the moment. I, and I, and I think that that lost feeling, it sucks, but it's a bit necessary to get, get out of it. And then to have that in retrospect makes it that much more worthwhile because if you had gone to art school and someone was like, Emily, this is exactly what you're going to do. Then you would have just been like, okay, like great yeah it pushes you to not end up in that spot ever again Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And um, through your business and your entrepreneurship, have there been days, which I, for me there have, where I'm like, why am I doing this? What am I doing? I should do something oh else. Oh my gosh, this of course. Working? Probably almost every single day. Um, I mean, I'm not like sitting here every single day like I suck, but I think it crosses your mind all the time when, I mean, I'm not necessarily making like full-time money yet with it. So that's kind of a push, but yeah, I think everyone goes through it, whether you're uh, like you, maybe not selling out a yoga retreat or me not selling out an art series or something like that. I think that happens to everybody, but honestly, I mean, you can't just sit there and dwell on it. You have to keep moving and it'll push you to do something better next time. Yeah. So what are, what are some things that you do to keep moving forward? Like, like for me personally, for an example, I do lots of um, intentions every day and manifestations and, and I like to set goals and um, also do a reflection of like how far I've come in my business for, since I started. Um, is there any, any habits that help you to continue um, to move honestly, forward? I feel like when it's something like not having a series release sell out or something like that, it's kind of hard to get back into the studio. So honestly, I let myself not go in for a day or two and I'll let myself have that day off and get outside and just kind of, you know, refresh my mind rather than like powering through it. But then once I get back in, I'll do kind of like, I'll clean up my studio and I'll like rearrange my stuff and have some music on. And then eventually I'll get back into painting. But if I force myself right back in, Breaking out stuff, it's not going to be very pretty work. Yeah, it's almost like you intuitively um, give yourself a time to step back and to, you know, push it out of your mind to find that exactly. clarity, that space. And, and I think that is so necessary and so important to allow ourselves to not be hard on ourselves and to move forward regardless of what we feel and what comes up and what happens or doesn't happen and to honor that space of, okay, I'm upset about this, but that's okay. I'm going to take a step exactly, back. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's something that you have to learn for yourself too, because obviously it's hard to not just be like, okay, well I have to just keep working, 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 because that's when you end up burned out and then that's never good for anybody. Yeah. Have you experienced oh my a gosh, lot of, of burnout? Course. Yeah. I think especially in a creative business, just putting so much of yourself into work and constantly having to be on and showing my face everywhere and, you know, always having things to post. I think, especially with social media, it gets very overwhelming sometimes and you kind of shut down and maybe don't want to post for a couple of days or something like that. But then you're like, oh, well, if I'm not posting, then how's my business going to grow? So you kind of end up in that little like whirlpool of, you know, you're just circling and circling on the same thing like that. But yeah, I've definitely experienced a lot of burnout. And that's like what I said, I'll just let myself kind of take a step back and take a break for a little while. And I think it's really necessary. Yeah, where do you see your business going in the next? What are your goals and dreams for the next, you know, two, five um, years? Well, small long? scale, I would like to start offering new products like prints, stickers, things like that, just to make it more accessible. Um, I think ever since starting my small business, I've realized how much I like supporting other small business owners too. And I just want to make the art world more accessible for everybody. I don't want it to be such a classist thing. Um, like it has been for the past, I don't know, century years, ever since art started. Um, I just think everyone should be able to have originally art in their home. So making it more affordable, accessible, uh, long-term, 
I would love to start coaching new artists on the business side, Etsy, things like that, and eventually open my own studio somewhere in a downtown or something like that where it could be my gallery and studio, but at the same time, I would love to have an area where I could sell other artists new work for them and have a place for them to display it. I love that. And so I can totally see your, your studio and you could be coaching at the same time and the people you're coaching, you mm -hmm. offer their art there to, to support them. Um, I think that's awesome. Do you, do, did you ever have a coach? Um, um, in not officially. Business? I do have a friend, Rachel. Um, her name is Rachel Christopoulos. It's Rachel shop. She's a fantastic artist. But she is also an art coach, and we became friends through Instagram, and she just started coaching, I think, a year, maybe two years ago. But she had me as one of, like, the guinea pigs for her new program. So I was kind of like mm -hmm. a little guinea pig mentee for a while, and that really helped me a lot. That's awesome. And do you think that really helped – like kickstart and create your foundation. Yeah, I think for it's always nice now. to have an outside perspective. And honestly, that's, it's kind of hard to ask for that outside help. But when it's coming for a friend, it felt a lot easier. Like I wasn't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it's hard to ask for help sometimes, but I just think it is. So it was nice having an outside perspective. Yeah. I mean, I had a business coach. I did a three month program and now I'm doing a social media training. So I, 100% see the value of trainings and coaches and having that extra support um, and teamwork. And the one group I'm in now is um, it's actually all group sessions, which the other one was one-on-ones. And this one is group, which the community aspect has been so cool because it's entrepreneurs from everywhere, just trying to figure out social media and how to better, you know, show their brand, show who they are, be authentic and yeah. create quality content. And so whether it's one-on-one -on -one or group coaching or trainings, I think it is so valued in starting your business or taking yeah. a leap of any um, sort. I actually like that. started following that account that what, what is it? The social media saloon. Yeah. I started following them. They're really awesome. Yes. But yeah, I think especially as a small business owner, I mean, you're alone most of the day, or at least I am. Um, so I think it can be hard to ask for outside help, but sometimes you need that perspective because they might see things because especially as an artist, I mean, sometimes my pieces are so precious to me. Maybe I don't see something that needs to be changed that someone else would. Yep. Yeah. What, what is one of the biggest things that you think you've learned in starting your business and that you've had to like really work um, on? I think, yourself? Uh, probably just being able to put myself out there. Um, I was very, very shy growing up as a kid and, uh, like giving school presentations or things like that. Like I'd be shy in class or giving a presentation. I'd be bright red. Oh my gosh. I would hate it. I would get so much anxiety thinking about something like that. <laughs> I was always goofy at soccer, but like school, oh my gosh, no, thank you. So being able to put yourself out there and like starting to show your face on Instagram stories and like talking to a camera and things like that. I think that's the biggest growth for me or like being able to talk public speak to a group teaching painting classes. I think that's definitely where I've grown the most and it's helped my business because obviously you have to be yeah. at least somewhat outgoing to be able to market yourself. Yeah. Has it uh, shown up 
in your personal life as well? Like has your ability to put yourself out there in your business? Yeah, I think I've gotten more comfortable talking about it. Um, It's always, I I don't know, sometimes it's awkward going up to someone and meeting someone new and being like, oh, I'm an artist because, you know, you get all those stereotypes of, like you said with yoga, oh, well, how are you going to make money? You know, oh, like, what's your real job? But I've gotten better at talking about that and, you know, being more proud of it to meet new people. Uh, How's it been since you moved to Texas? Have you found a community there? Because it's been about a year now, I guess. It's so so hard. Oh my gosh. The thing is, I think I would have found a community, but the literal entire globe shut down. Um, So Phil and I were just talking about this. We spent uh, Sunday downtown exploring like downtown Fort Worth and, you know, driving through the shopping centers and stuff like that. And we were like, we haven't seen half of these places before. It feels like it still feels like we just moved here just because we haven't had a lot of opportunity to do things yet. But I have started following a lot of um, like shops that, you know, like small business collectives, that kind of thing, like shops that sell things from small businesses. So I've started connecting with a lot of those and um, following a lot of artists in my community. So hopefully this year with things opening back up again, I'll be able to make more connections like that. Yeah, I, I feel you there. It's been oh my gosh, yeah, I we forgot that October, I totally so. forgot that you moved this year. It feels like you've been there forever, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's been it's been a definitely a transition as well, and Colorado's pretty shut down still. And but the weather changed moving up, from a beach town. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It's been winter has been very difficult, um, challenging. <laughs> I know I'm I and I miss Charleston every day I miss the community I miss the warmth but I gotta gotta hold out and I'm like I know I can always go back to Charleston if I if I decide to um so it's but it's definitely a challenge and I know it's funny I know so many people who I do too now that I'm thinking about Paige the girl that I just did a podcast with she moved from Boston to I can't remember if it's Oregon or Washington but one of those two I mean that's literally across the country but same thing she moved around the same time that I did I think (laughs) it's crazy yeah it's uh I know it's like we all took these leaps and we're like yeah I was like oh who are your new friends down in Texas I'm like nobody wants to meet anybody nobody wants to get close to me (laughs) I feel you on that one um so to start to wrap up a little bit uh I love to end a podcast with a nugget of information um like it can be a quote an inspirational thing Anything that is on your heart that you want to sh- I think just the general idea of doing what you love, even if it's hard, um, you don't want to end up doing something that you hate the rest of your life. So just figure out what you love and the money will come afterwards. Hell yeah. Yes, it will. Um, awesome. And then I'm going to link all of your info in the show notes, but why don't you go ahead and just share, do a little Emily plug, what you've got coming up, what you have offered. Yeah, so where they can um, find I you. am on... Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all that jazz at it's at Emily Kenny Arts. It's Emily K E N N E Y Arts everywhere. Um, it's the same thing for my Etsy shop and on a series of national park paintings that should be released. Um, I'm thinking at the end of April or early May, but you can follow along with what I'm working on. I'm showing a lot of my process on Instagram and I'd love to see what all you guys think. Love it. Awesome. Well, once again, um, thank you so much for taking the time. This I know, we haven't talked to like, in real and life chat. and forever, so I was so excited when you asked me. 
Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to the Get Wild podcast. Once again, my name is Kelsey. Please feel free to reach out with any feedback or reviews or any input that you have. Also, I would love to have you on a retreat in 2021. You can join me in California, Tulum, or Asheville. Just head to my website at getwildkelsey.com for more information. And I look forward to connecting with you and hopefully seeing you on a future yoga retreat.